1: Now today Justice Minister Helen McEntee will formally launch the Dublin North Inner City Local Community Safety Plan which aims at tackling antisocial behaviour in the capital. Among the recommendations in the 50-point plan include more community safety wardens, regular audits of streetscapes and new programs for young offenders and also preventative measures as well. After a spate of high-profile assaults will this bring back a sense of law and order to Dublin's inner city? Well, we're joined in studio by Senator Barry Ward Finn Justice Spokesperson and Vice Chair of the Oroctus Justice Committee by Richard Guiney CEO of Dublin Town and on the line we are joined by Brendan O'Connor President of the Garth Representative Association we'll go to, to Brendan first Brendan good morning good morning Pat what do you make of what you know of the plan so far
2: well, from what we know of the plan and we're relying on media reports is look, we will welcome anything that augments or supplements or enhances policing uh, in anywhere in the country. And we would hope that that would be the case. And it does acknowledge the multi-agency requirement. But we would be very cautious of the notion of community safety wardens. We don't know what they are. And we would say there is no substitute for well-resourced and um, properly equipped and trained policing presence on the streets. So certainly we think that's what's missing and we believe that this will not provide an alternative for what has been lost in relation to visibility and numbers within the north inner city and particularly around the city centre. So it's a, a guarded welcome of a move towards it. But of course, one of the other big issues, Ramos, is is all other services state agencies operating, operate on nine to five, so everything will fall back on the Gardaí. So until we have sufficient resources and sufficient personnel within these areas, uh, we, we, we would see limited success in these plans. But certainly um, there hasn't been a consultation. With, we often hear about stakeholders, the men and women who I represent who deliver frontline policing in the city centre. We don't get consulted on these things. And many members will wake up this morning and be hearing this, the, the prospect of someone who perhaps has taken some of the responsibilities of Gardaí on and again... Uh, no, no consultation and no information provided to us. So that's, I suppose, indicative of the environment that we have found ourselves in recent times, and perhaps uh, contributing to the sort of industrial relations issue. the sense of unease and dis- disillusionment among our members, and, and, and in fact, maybe a disconnect. But as I said we have not seen the reports entirely, so we will reserve yeah. our
1: position. And obviously, the job description of the community warden would be quite important. I mean, they will not be carrying pepper spray. They will not be. They will not have powers of arrest. So to to get any of the jobs done that you know need to be done, and dealing with the gurriers or aggressive begging or whatever, they will always have to call on a guard, won't they?
2: Exactly, and that's that's the experience internationally. And unfortunately, the government and guard managers have 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 sought other initiatives in the past, and and we reserve right to be cynical, but we would call it provide policing on the cheap. And we see people uh, leaving the guard reserve in their droves. There's no appetite really for for anybody to join up the guard reserve so these initiatives and this this um, pursuit of alternatives to proper policing have failed in the past and so, we've no doubt they will So fail in th- is future. this and
1: is this idea of the community wards is that a poor man's guard the reserve Well that's as I say we have
2: to reserve a position until we see the details but certainly what has happened in the UK that's what it is and um, you know as you say if these people who are involved in anti-social behaviour and are willing to assault gardy who have pepper spray and who have batons and have handcuffs, um, what hope for someone without that equipment or without a level of training, who is going to be out there and be possibly... an agent of the state, but again, I'm am I'm, I'm I'm talking blind here. We haven't seen the details, but certainly we would we would urge caution in relation to any alternative for law enforcement than on Shea corner and properly trained sworn members in their uniforms, mm-hmm. visible in communities. And that's what that was. We had, we were in a position to provide good quality community policing in the north in our city. Very successful initiatives like, there, like the late night football tournaments, engaging with communities, engaging with young people who are on the fringes and in danger of falling into. Um, Offences. So, and as we see with the shortfall in numbers, and even in the change in rosters in the coming weeks, we actually see that that, that community policing units are under threat to to to, to be have personnel reallocated to core uh, response policing. So, all these things, some t- the initiatives that are in this report and the aspirations, the reality on the ground on how on Galway has been managed and how resources been allocated, there seems to be a slight contradiction. So, but as I say, we need we need to read yeah. the report in its entirety. But again, we we were there for. There's
1: no there's no doubt that guard the visibility on the street is reassuring. I I was in Dublin city centre two nights ago, and uh, I was heading for a taxi rank on Saint Stephen's Green, and I was reassured to see a whole uh, group of guard at the top of Grafton Street. I think the the so-called paddy wagon, the the um, public order unit, might have been there as well. A van, you know, in the pedestrian area. Now, the they were dressed, they had kind of the combat boots and the trousers tucked into the the boots and all of that. And I felt reassured. Now, they were eating ice cream cones. (laughs) I don't begrudge them that because they're entitled to their break just as the public order units in Paris can have their galois if they want to take a a short break. But it was reassuring to see them there, even uh, if they would nothing to do. And if something happened in Temple Bar, they would be there in a jiffy. And and that was reassuring, and you know all sorts of people coming and going, and you could feel, you know, quite relaxed in that environment. So um, anyway, Brendan, it's a wait and see, devil in the detail.
2: Absolutely, that's we uh, that's our position, and and report from what we've heard to date. But certainly we would see there is no alternative for proper policing. Something that will complement policing and additional services made available to support our members out of hours would be great. But unfortunately, our experience time and time again is that everything is left on the door to guardy, And unfortunately, it's less guardy, not more Gardaí And And th- this initiative is light on detail.
1: All right, Brendan, thank you very much for joining us. Brendan O'Connor, President of the God the Representative Association. So, uh, Senator Barry Ward, what is this? I mean, I'm looking at the plan and there is a lot of kind of uh, ambition there. But, well, the, uh, you know, the, 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 what will catch the public imagination are these wardens.
0: Well, yeah, and the first thing to say about them is that they're not a substitute guards for guards. They can't be, and it's not intended that they will be. What nor, will they do? Nor, well, the idea is that you have people from the community who know the area, who know the people in the area, who will be available as an extra set of eyes and ears for the guards to assist the guards, to feed information into the guards, to be a conduit for information, and to be a liaison with the guards as well. And you could certainly see a circumstance, for example, where somebody from the community who might have had dealings with the guards in the past might be much more comfortable speaking to a neighbour or somebody from their community than they would be going straight up to a guard who they don't know or maybe who they've had dealings with in the past. So rather than pour cold water on this, I think this is actually a very clever initiative. It's a measure that involves the community in the very policing we're talking about. And, you know, I'm sorry to hear what Brendan said about, about, you know, resources because one of the whole reasons behind what Minister McEntee has done is about getting more guards on the street, which is why she secured money in the budget last year for more civilian staff to be in guard stations to allow guards... No, but taking
1: people out of community policing to put them onto the responsive front line. But that is, as I said, and the
0: other thing is secured in the budget last year was more Gardaí itself and we will see over 800 new Gardaí being attested this year. She's also secured over €10 million Euro for overtime for Gardaí in Dublin, for example, so that they can be out on the beat where they are needed and the reality is...
1: But I'm, I'm getting mixed messages here, Barry, because mm. on the one hand they're all saying, well, look at the stats, Dublin is safer than the media would like to... Uh, have you believe and it yet is. we're piling in the resources 10 million uh, euros because, well, worth of overtime Yeah there are is two issues d- though there yeah. are two
0: issues first of all you're, you're right Dublin is safe statistically safe but that's no comfort to somebody who's been the victim of crime a business who's been the victim of shoplifting an individual has been assaulted or robbed or whatever it is what's most important is that people feel safe and that's what this is a response about in the plan that was published by Ministers Donoghue and McEntee this morning there are two strands really one is about policing it's about more visible policing it's about more present policing. It's about more effective policing. But the other strand has to also be to work with the community. And that's what the community wardens are part of. But it's also about providing supports for communities that are historically disadvantaged. And it's not an accident that people from certain communities tend to come before the courts more often. It doesn't mean they're more criminal. It just means that they have been the victims of disadvantage and a situation where there mm. are people in their community who drive them into criminality. And it's about addressing that at okay. the very now, core.
1: some of the text come in. I know areas in Dublin where it would not be a good idea to be seen to be someone who's passing information onto the Guardi. Yeah. And so where are you going to get no, your recruits uh, pa- from? If you're like, going not, to be viewed as a tout it, by no, the It's not
0: about touting, it's about being a liaison with the guardie. It's about being a member of the community, a trusted person, a person people they can feel they can talk to, who can then transmit that information to the Gardaí with the approval mm. or whatever way it is. I mean, that's something that'll have to be managed, obviously. But it's it's not about setting up a, a, a network of telltales. That's not what it's about. It's about a, a network of community conduits, community activists, people who know their neighbors, who can also talk to the guardie at an official level. Not in, not through a back channel, but an official level But I mean so they the idea of a warden
1: guards. is that they're actually out on the streets. Yep. I mean it appears the brief might be to help tourists find their way around the place, uh, uh, to you know spot people who are littering. I mean, and I'm,
0: I'm sure they can do that too. But what I'm saying really is that the value of these people is that they know the people they are, are who are in their community, and they can talk to the guardie. They can help the guardie because very often dealing with crime is not about cracking down and arresting and prosecuting and throwing in jail. It's about stopping. It's about identifying where a problem is. Maybe there's a particular area that needs... And Dublin City Council, I think, has a huge role here in terms of dealing with antisocial behaviour and things like that. Identifying an area, saying guard, guard or who or superintendent soever so ever, there's a problem in this particular street. There's a problem in this particular park. Here's how we can solve it. And providing the Guardian with the necessary information that you won't have unless you're okay. part of the Now, community. one of the things
1: they talk about is uh, drugs dealing black spots and people who are uh, shooting up in places. And, I mean, in fairness to the guards around the Temple Bar area, maybe Richard can uh, back this up, that they do attempt to go to areas where they know there will be needles hanging around and where there'll be uh, people shooting up and try to, uh, to clean them up. But no sooner did they do that than the, the people just moved to a different spot. I mean, it was ever thus with, with policing. And I mean, crime. you practice I mean, in the forecourts mm-hmm. and uh, you, you, all you have to do is cross the bridge at Merchants Quay and you can see them openly dealing on that bridge, uh, which is a scandal. You will
0: see the guards on that bridge as well. And, but that's the way it is. It's, it's that broken window... And theory that if you don't repair it, if you don't put it in a way that discourages criminal activity, it'll happen and it'll get worse. So that's why guard mm. presence is so important. I'll Let come back to to presence. Brendan
1: on that idea of good, tackling black spots, but I want to hear from Richard Guiney first of all, uh, the CEO of Dublin Town. Richard, what do you make of this latest initiative?
3: I think it's very welcome, Pat. Um, I think the the community safety partnership process is is an important one. It it is bringing. Uh, people with responsibility. So, for example, Tusler are there, the Anna Liffey Drug Project are there, uh, ourselves, uh, Jerry Farrell from our office representing the business community. The Gardaí, you know, um it's it's a good solid initiative. Um and the community safety wardens are a part of that. They're a manifestation on the street. How but do they, you see them working? Well, they, they are actually employed directly by us, uh, through with funding from the Department of Justice. And they So will be,
1: you do the job spec. So what's the job so spec? So
3: they will be a lot of the things that you mentioned, they will be engaging with people that they meet on the street. They will be providing support uh, for tourists. They will be providing support for Dubliners. Um, they are not Gardaí, absolutely not Gardie. Um They will be engaging with people who have vulnerabilities. They'll be advising them uh, of the, the services. And there's a lot of services that people are not aware of in in, in Dublin City. For example, the Anna Liffey Drug Project is a is a walk-in service. So if somebody has a drug vulnerability, they can just walk in there and say,
1: Give me help, please. No, but suppose a community warden sees uh, uh, aggressive begging. What yeah. does that community warden do? Well, look, they can engage with with
3: people on the street, and they've been trained to do that. But they will also um, there there will be a liaison with the guardie. Um, but it—that is not, you know, that their their sole function. Um, they, as as Barry was saying, you know, even within the business community, sometimes people are more comfortable speaking to uh, ourselves rather than the guardie directly, so we can get a picture of. But what's I mean, happening do they the patrol? Street. Yes, they will be on the streets. And okay, but it's I, a bit, I, I if patrol, you don't mind me
1: suggesting this, it, it's a bit like having a dog and having to bark yourself. No, in other words, you have a warden, but to get the bark, you have to call the guardie. No,
3: no the, I mean, the, the, the system has worked very well in, in, in Derry. Um, we, we had a, an ambassador crew before the pandemic um, who would have done a lot of the same kind of functions. Uh There are people in these, uh, in in similar roles across the United States. They're not Gardaí. They have a very broad uh, engagement with people on the street. So, you know, it's either advising them of things they can do or, you know, assisting them if they're lost or whatever it might be but also there is this element where you know they are a reassurance on the street and they can engage with people who have vulnerabilities and I think that is a really that's going to, for me is going to be a really important part of their, their overall work. How
1: do you mean engage? Engage with whom? I mean I can understand yeah, people, the tourist saying yeah. I'm looking for the little museum of well, Dublin where do I go? That's fine But also people who
3: have vulnerabilities and, and advising them where they can go for example to get a meal or avail of uh, drug services that are that are there for them there's more than enough beds for, for people who are homeless on, the, on on Dublin streets. So again, working with the, the DRHE, the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive. So there's a, there's a very positive and constructive aspect to what they're going to be doing. Um, and I think, you know, if we're going to, the as Barry was saying, like statistically, you know, our, our, our stats are good in terms of safety, but people don't feel safe. Um, and there are issues that we absolutely need to address. And we can only do that, I think, through uh, engagement okay. this, of all the there's video partners.
1: online which you've probably seen of the delivery guy being beaten yeah. over the head by guys who are trying to rob his bike. Yeah. What would a community warden do in that situation? Well,
3: I, I think you, you you do cross into a position where you know you are that there's a there's a guard a function, and these folks are not going to be guard So you know let let's be let's be honest about that. They are part of an overall solution. Uh, but they are not going to be Gardaí. But we're not going to again. We're not going to solve all of the city's problems with, with Gardaí alone. There is a, there's a responsibility, I think, for, for all of us, including the business community, uh, to address some of the issues that we have in, in Dublin and indeed other cities around the country. And and so and you know be very constructive in our engagement so that we you know we are sharing data, um, we are sharing. Um, our, our various supports, so that we can help vulnerable people and the
2: general public who okay, are Okay, is City. that
1: any clearer for you, Brendan? Uh, Brendan O'Connor, president of the Garda Representative Association. Uh, what well, they might be doing. Well, it is
2: reassuring really to know that no function that is currently carried out by the Garda would be outsourced to to, to people. Uh who are employed by, by another service. But it, it, we can't get away from the conversation. And we understand that the, the, the issues that lead to poverty and crime and disadvantage are multi-agency. But the problem in Dublin City Centre is the perception of safety. And that comes down to law enforcement and the Guard of Presence, as you alluded to yourself, Pat. And unfortunately, we have seen the situation where the existing resources within the city are no longer capable of providing a police service. We need initiatives. We need to bring guards in from the suburbs, from, from surrounding counties. And we need these Initiatives and extra funding and we need to ask our people to come in in their time off to work extra hours of overtime. So, unfortunately, and we talk about, you know, uh, people who need services and interacting with the community wardens, that's what community guards do. They know their beat, they walk the same street every day, they get to know the shop owners, they get to know the people who maybe um, are disadvantaged and are having other issues in relation to maybe homelessness or drugs and they can provide information and they develop trust. So, we, as a police service, have a proud tradition of, of Providing a, a quite a unique, pleasing service, and we interact. And it's, it's it's interesting to hear all these initiatives, but no one is actually saying, Well, where are our guards? We have guards, we have unprecedented funding and investment, and supposedly technology. So, why isn't that manifesting itself in a better service and the guards we have been right, on the street?
1: Now, now, we shouldn't knock everything before it starts. We should give it a, a, some sort of a, a fair run to see whether it works and improve things. But, Barry, This is like, um, you know, a a minister, uh, you know, cutting the tape on the beginning of construction of the bridge and then cutting the tape when it's named and then cutting the tape when the first lorry rolls across it. This has been announced before. Community no, wardens?
0: No. Well, I mean, if you look at Minister McIntyre's approach this this time last year, she was securing more money for more guards, more money for civilians uh, to work in guarded checkpoints. Yeah, but I've heard about so. these community wardens
1: before. No, but I
0: mean, this is a whole plan. The community wardens, as you said, it might be the most newsworthy part of the program, but there is a whole raft of measures within this program. It's a comprehensive program. As I said, there's two primary strands. One is policing, but the other is community activity to ensure that people in that community are not left behind. That there are facilities there. That this information, there's supports there from a whole raft of agencies from TUSA to the HSE to Dublin City Council and, and all the other agencies that are there. So this is different. It's not It's not just about community wardens. That's just one part of it. It's a response by the government to exactly what Brendan has said there and what Richard has said. It's about people feeling safe. It's about people having confidence that if something happens in the city centre, there will be a support there and confidence that there are Gardaí close by and that there are all kinds of other support mechanisms.
1: Now, just to give you it. a flavour of what our listeners are, are, are saying... Uh, I cannot believe these proposals from our Justice Minister. What world does she live in? We need proper policing in a city like all other European cities. This is harebrained. The gurriers in Dublin have no respect for the Garda. Uh, this one, oh my God, it's like George Orwell in 1984. They say Dublin is safe Therefore, it's safe. But we all know it's not safe. Not all crime is reported. I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life about safety in Dublin. as from Linda. I left school in 1984. I read in the evening press soon after leaving school that there was a plan to move Gardaí doing clerical work in stations back onto the streets. And every couple of years, this plan is re-released. The fact is, the majority of Garthi working in Gartha stations are suffering from mental and physical health issues and will never be available to be street Garthi. I know this because some of my friends are currently Garthi. Was in Munich City Centre last week, spotlessly clean, no aggressive begging, no homeless, no menace, lots of police with guns, lots of families enjoying themselves, as far removed from Dublin as you can get, a real eye-opener. Another one about a European city, I was in Bruges for the last two days, the city was safe and clean and everyone so respectful. I won't go near Dublin as it is rough and dirty so says Mary in Meath and many people uh, saying there's absolutely no chance that people are going to be passing on information to the Gardaí without being labelled as uh, touts. Uh, No amount of special training in finger wagging can make these wardens effective. Basic fact, the fear of the law is the beginning of wisdom, uh, so says uh, Patricia. Another one, it's very naive to imagine areas with criminal cultures for decades will suddenly be amenable to uh, community policing. So, gentlemen, final comments.
3: Well, look, I think this is part of the solution. Um, uh, There are... All unfortunate things happen to people in, in other cities. A colleague of mine was in Berlin, he was hit over the head, he was knocked unconscious and he was his, his possessions were taken from him. This, these things happen in other cities, but we do need to address the underlying issues and Dublin, the social issues and I think this part this partnership is part of that process. Barry?
0: It's not going to be a sudden solution. The the caller there yeah. who said that they're not suddenly going to respect the law, yeah. I mean, he's right. What this is about is, as I said, two strands. Policing on the one hand which will enforce the law properly, but on the other hand dealing with the problem on an ongoing basis so that we can start to change the culture that may be there so that we don't have this on an ongoing business into the next, uh, basis into the next generation. Brendan?
2: Yeah, look, we welcome the initiative and hopefully it will bear fruit, but we would say use the guards you have more effectively. Listen to them. They can tell you why they're not on the streets and what they need to be more effective. Guard management can need to engage with us and uh, this, we, can be, we are the number one stakeholders. No one knows more about police and city centre than the women and men I represent, but unfortunately no one wants to listen to our voice, right. which is
1: so ironic. All right, we leave it there. Thank you uh, one and all.